Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS with Fiona and today we're on day three of my September challenge. Just go to my website, look in the what's new section on the menu and there you'll find every day up until now and you can also find where to get the free planner. Remember the planner is just a guide. You can add your notebook to it. You can write on your notebook. You, you don't need the planner. It, it's just something to motivate you for 28 days. And I am making a, a, a publishable one on Amazon. It's not ready yet, but in my videos, you can probably see me using that. And in today's video podcast, we're looking at uh, writing task one line graph. So I would recommend that you go to my website, look at what's new and, and just have a look at the graph because it's quite difficult to describe in a podcast. And the yeah, the color coding might help you. And there will be a model there for you as well. Let me just read out the title. It says, the graph below shows the consumption of fish and different kinds of meat in a European country between 1979 and 2004. I've specifically chosen this one for the planner because I think it covers a lot of language areas and it's a type of graph that comes up a lot. So if you just do this one, you'll, you'll get a lot done. If you're in the Members Academy, we've got a, a whole lesson on this. We did it in the webinar for 23rd of December 2021. So just go to all webinars and there you can get the, the replay, the YouTube replay, the feedback, the notes, the model answer and etc. All of the students answers and and feedback so you can get a, a bigger overview. But for today, all we're talking about is uh, certain skills that you need to answer this question well. Um, I also got a question this morning on my website from Anne. Thank you very much for the question. And it was about paragraphs in academic task one and how many paragraphs, three or four or you know, how many paragraphs should you have? And actually, I've replied now on, on my website, if you're listening, and, um, you know, the, the band criteria for paragraphs in task one, they're almost irrelevant, that paragraphs are really not that important in task one. They only come at band eight, and it says the paragraphs must be appropriate that's about it. And and that's just the right word, appropriate. You don't need more than two paragraphs in academic task one. You know, one paragraph for the introduction and maybe the overall, and then the rest can be the information. In a graph like this, the one we're doing today, it makes sense to have, to well, to separate the paragraphs because there's four types of meat. There's chicken, beef, lamb and fish. So it's good to group them. And you do that when you analyze the key features. So you think, okay, what went down, what went up, what was different or what stayed the same. And once you do that, you naturally come up with about two 
paragraphs. But really, it's not something to worry about. You you just have to organize your information clearly and logically for task one. But for task two, of course, it's completely different. Paragraphs are absolutely essential. And if you don't have good paragraphs, it, it limits you to, to band four on the band descriptors. So task two, paragraphs are really important. Task one, not so much. I'm going to show you today how to organize information into paragraphs and how to introduce your paragraphs as well. So let's get back to this graph. I keep going off topic, sorry. One final thing is I chose this graph, which is, which is about consumption, because it's a really important one. I've seen graphs of consumption of fuel, of energy, of rice, uh, healthy food, fatty diets, things like that. The word consumption comes up a lot. So it's important that you can be flexible with it in terms of synonyms. Now, unfortunately, uh, there aren't many. So if you take the verb like consume uh, or eat, those two are okay. You can't replace them with anything else. You can't use receive, absorb, ingest, or take in. And, and I've got a post there on my daily tips where I've, I've seen somebody on Instagram sharing a model about how much protein people consume. And everything in this model answer, which has thousands of likes, is wrong. So this model answer says it's about how much protein people take in. You don't take in protein. You eat, you, you consume it. Or how many calories they receive. You, you don't receive calories. Um, the total protein North Americans absorb. You don't absorb. It, it, it's all wrong. And that's really important that you're reading good models because what worries me about these models that get thousands of likes is that thousands of people are seeing these models and thinking, oh my God, I've got to find a synonym for consume. And I'll, there's honestly, there's about six wrong synonyms here, like intakes, which, which is just going to lose you points, honestly. Um, sometimes simple is better and just say consume or eat or be flexible with their forms. So you could use the passive form, like how much is consumed. That would be a really high level structure. How much is eaten? That gives you more points than trying to imagine these words, which, which are entirely wrong. Yeah, so you can see that on my daily tips. And the trouble is that if you like these posts, then Instagram will show you other posts which are rubbish as well. So it realizes that you that you like this kind of post and the algorithm of Instagram or Facebook or whatever will show you similar posts. So you're going to keep seeing similar bad posts. And, and that means you'll think that's right. <laughs> you'll see these people these with thousands of followers getting thousands of likes and you'll think well that's because they're good and, and they're not and I'm really sorry to say that you you have to go with the evidence um 
And I talked about this last week about I don't get many likes on my posts and I understand why. <laughs> um, I, it's mostly teachers that like my posts because teachers can see that they are actually correct. But only because there aren't many teachers liking my posts, then Instagram doesn't realize that they're good. So it's it's all about the algorithm. So I would just be really careful about what advice you see on Instagram. Anyway, you know that because you're here and you're listening to me. So you've you've obviously got made the right choice. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to this chart. Uh, it's about fish and meat consumption. And as we said, there are four things, chicken, beef, lamb and fish. And Think about really quickly um, deciding, well, what kind of graph is it? That's the first thing I put on the planner. And because you've got dates from 1979 to 2004, this means it's a dynamic graph or chart. Dynamic means changes over time. Now, as soon as you've decided that, that gives you access to all of that language that you need of, you know, increased, decreased all of that. So establish that first. The opposite is a static chart where there are no changes and they're just comparisons. So we know it's changes. So you decide, okay, what changed? What went up? What went down? Well, here it's really clear that beef, the consumption of beef and lamb went down almost in exactly the same way. They mirrored the, the, the each other. The trend was the same for both beef and lamb. So you've, you've got that group. Then the thing that went up significantly was chicken. It started as the least consumed and ended up as the most consumed meat by far. So you've got a comparison there, not only about the changes, but also comparing chicken with beef and lamb. And finally, you've got the the source which was the least consumed, which was fish. And it was the lowest on the chart throughout the period. And it hardly changed. So, so there you've got your, your key features. Something went up, something went down, and something was low and didn't change. That's it. That's all you need. Move on now. Remember to check the numbers. What do they actually mean? So the numbers here... Uh, 50, 100, 150, 200. Now, what is that? Is that 200 meals, 200 people, 200 uh, chickens? <laughs> it's actually grams per person per week. So it's the weekly intake consumption. And you have to keep referring to that very carefully. It's not in thousands. It's literally 50 grams of fish were consumed weekly on average, whatever. So establish that and then let's have a look at paraphrasing, if we can, the introduction. Remember, you don't need to overdo this. You don't need to find weird synonyms. It simply says the graph below shows. You can use shows again. It doesn't matter. But if you want to put something different, you could say gives information about, you could say compares, 
you could say illustrates even. I think illustrates is fine. Some people disagree, but I think it's fine. So the graph shows, don't say below, because in your writing, there is no below. There's no image below, so don't say below. You don't need to say given either, the given graph you don't need. Just say the graph or the chart gives information about. Now, the consumption of fish and different kinds of meat, you could say how much meat and fish was consumed or you could simply keep consumption. Doesn't matter. There's not much we can change here. You could say gives information about changes in the weekly consumption of fish and three types of meat rather than kinds of meat in a European country. And then they say between 1979 and 2004, you could say over a 25 year period, just to show flexibility. Now, I always put the overall first because in an academic writing, you would normally give the overview so that the reader know what to, knows what to expect. So I would say overall, we can see that despite some fluctuation or fluctuations, both is okay. Meat was eaten more than fish, simple passive, past simple, and chicken became the dominant food type. That's it. Now, I want to introduce my main focus, which is on beef and lamb. I'm grouping them together. So I start the paragraph saying, looking first of all at the trend for beef, comma, its consumption fell, past simple, almost continually from 1989 onwards. And by the end of the period, it had more than halved. So I'm trying to be a bit more sophisticated here using a past perfect with the trigger word by. By the end of the period, its consumption had more than halved. So notice I'm analysing the figures. I'm not just saying it went from 200 to 100. We can see that. We need to analyse. So halve is a really good word if you can use it, if the graph allows you to use it. And you can add the data later. That's what I say, add the data later. You could say with 100 grams being consumed each week compared to 250 grams at its peak. So I've, I've, I've shown what halved mean, means. I've kept in the same paragraph, the trend for lamb was almost exactly the same. It was. That's it. I've put some extra data dropping ing linking word dropping from a high point of 150 grams in 1979 to around 60 grams in 2004. So for grams, I'm just writing G. That's all you need. You don't need to write the full word. Now, next paragraph is the chicken. That was different. So I start this with however. You could say, by contrast, however, the weekly consumption of chicken saw the opposite trend. There's the comparison. Climbing from just under 150 grams at the start, when it was the least consumed type of meat, and overtaking beef as the most popular meat source in 1989. Popular isn't always the right word. 
I just wanted to avoid saying the most consumed again. So I took a risk there. I'm saying popular because it kind of was the most popular. It continued to increase steadily and peaked in around 2003 before falling slightly. That's it. There's nothing difficult here. Final paragraph. As for, that's the introduction, as for the weekly consumption of fish, it remained relatively stable throughout most of the period, comma, dropping by only around 10 grams from its starting point. It was consumed the least overall. So that is about 203 words and... Yeah, it, it covers all the bases, the things that you need to write uh, a good, appropriate task one. If you have any questions about that, please do comment. I would love to hear from you. Remember to write your own example of this now. You can look at my website first and maybe go back and then try write your own or try and write your own first and, and then compare it. Check yourself, yourselves, put it onto a Google Doc, use Grammarly, check your own grammar, use all of those learner independent skills and uh, that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. Yes. All right. So, Thanks for listening. I'll see you again. We'll be looking at task two, I think, on day four. Bye for now. Bye bye.